Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. For local restaurants, even the popular ones. This is Kyle Cooper. Concerns mounting about an invasive plant that's spreading in the DMV. I'm Liz Anderson. Temps will reach up into the low 80s today, and we will have some scattered afternoon showers as well. It's 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. Wyoming Republicans take a definitive stand on former President Trump. CBS News projects an incumbent congresswoman has lost the GOP primary there. Correspondent Steve Futterman has our top story from Jackson. The race was no contest. Liz Cheney, who angered many supporters when she voted for impeachment and criticized Donald Trump, was easily beaten by Harriet Hageman, who was handpicked by the former president to challenge Cheney. We can dislodge entrenched politicians. Cheney told CBS News she has no regrets about going after Donald Trump. Those of us who believe deeply in freedom, I think have an obligation to put that above party. Professor Susan Stokes at the Chicago Center on Democracy. Now we have a full accounting of all of the 10 Republican members of the House of Representatives who voted in favor of Trump's second impeachment and only two of the eight sort of survived. In Alaska, Senator Lisa Murkowski and her Trump-backed challenger Kelly Shabaka are projected to advance. Here's Murkowski. I hope that we do not become the party of one person. Former Governor Sarah Palin also projected to advance to the general election for a U.S. House seat. The legal fight over the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago heads to court tomorrow in a battle to unseal the document that justified it. Correspondent Catherine Herridge. The judge is going to hear the back and forth between the media groups and the Justice Department over the pros and cons of releasing this affidavit. It's entirely possible the judge could make a decision from the bench, but the greater likelihood is that the judge will take some days to consider the matter. Rudy Giuliani is scheduled to testify today before a special grand jury in Georgia looking into whether former President Trump and others tried to interfere with 2020 election results there. Monkeypox is a growing concern as kids head back to school. Health officials in Harris, Texas are reporting a child younger than two has tested positive. The presumptive case would make at least seven children in the U.S. who have now tested positive for monkeypox. COVID, also a concern for school-bound children. White House coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha. We are sending out tens of millions of tests to school districts. Congress literally, you know, allocated uh, tens of billions of dollars to schools for improving ventilation. New York's Archbishop Timothy Cardinal Dolan now offering blessings to migrants being bussed in from Texas and Arizona. Kevin Sullivan is with Catholic Charities. As New Yorkers, we figure out how to expand our capacity to meet the newcomers. S&P Futures down 23. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 6.03 Wednesday morning, August 17th. Some morning sun, but we could see scattered showers later. Highs today in the low 80s. Good morning, I'm Bruce Allen. And I'm Joan Jones. And the top local stories we're following this hour... 
election 2022 on WTOP, and it's been nearly a month since voters in Maryland went to the polls for the state's primary election, and a recount has now been called for one race in Montgomery County where just dozens of votes separate the declared winner and his challenger. When the Democratic primary race for Montgomery County Executive was certified this weekend, incumbent Mark Elrich beat challenger David Blair by only 35 votes. Now Blair has petitioned for a full manual recount. That means elections office staff will have to hand count over 141,000 ballots that were cast in the race. The recount is set to start Friday morning and could take days to complete. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. It's back to school today for about 45,000 students in Frederick County, Maryland, the first county in Maryland to return. Schools are operating under a new superintendent, Cheryl Dyson, who previously served as an area superintendent in Montgomery County. Masks are not required for students or staff, but the county still encourages face coverings. School health rooms will have COVID home test kits available for students and staff. The school system is also offering a new black and African-American studies course to juniors and seniors this year. More information about plans for the first week of school is available on the county's website. The majority of issues created by COVID-19 for local restaurants are over. So why are so many still struggling to stay in business? Local restaurants are facing a whole new host of issues, even really popular ones like Sienna's in Rockville, recently voted best vegetarian vegan restaurant in the area by WTOP listeners. Owner Ramesh Zade says it's hard to make ends meet because she's having to pay employees more to keep them and her costs are way up. The supplies that we are buying it is a more than as twice as before. Chris Sapp, who owns Armand's Pizza, tells us inflation, high food costs, and just fewer people choosing to go out to eat make him wonder sometimes just how long he can stay in business. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. Closing arguments are expected today in the trial of a teenager charged with killing two Fairfax County High School students. Zachary Burkard took the stand yesterday and told the jury he was defending a friend when he opened fire inside a Springfield home last year, killing Urshin Lazar and Calvin Van Pelt. Burkhardt testified he was in a basement room when he heard his friend Nick get into a fight out in the garage. I opened the door. I was not planning to shoot anyone. I saw Nick on the ground and four people around him. Burkhart then told the court, I raised the gun and I told them to get back. Nick looked like he was unconscious. I raised and dropped the gun several times. Then Urshin started racing toward me. I thought he would pull out a gun and shoot me. I was terrified. A laser was shot twice in the chest and killed. 16-year-old Calvin Van Pelt was shot once in the back and killed. On cross-examination, Burkhardt admitted making two videos where he threatened Lazar with guns and said he would be six feet under if he tried anything. That is Paul Wagner with our news partners at NBC4. The American Civil Liberties Union of Virginia has filed a legal challenge to changes in the state's budget that blocked the early release of hundreds of inmates this summer. The change affects a planned expansion of credit for good behavior that would allow inmates to shave more time off their sentences. The amendment was approved by the General Assembly. It reined in who and who couldn't uh, qualify for those credits. The ACLU claims in a lawsuit on behalf of inmate Antoine Anderson that state prison officials wrongly interpreted that amendment. The petition demands that Anderson be released immediately. Coming up after traffic and weather, Maryland and D.C. rally to protect abortion rights. It's 6.07. Here's a highlight from Dan Carroll, the field CTO for cybersecurity in the office of the CTO for Dell Technologies Federal Systems on the Zero Trust Cyber Exchange 
presented by Kerasoft. What we've done at Dell is we've created what we're calling our pillar approach. We have device, user, transport, application, and data trust. And then across all of that, you have analytics and logging, and that drives automation and compliance. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Zero Trust Cyber Exchange. IT's role in delivering a modernized user experience. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.